0: Oscar Out Loud is a weekly podcast about San Francisco real estate from the Jackson Fuller team, San Francisco realtors since 2002. Show notes with links are at jacksonfuller.com.
1: Hi, Britton. Hey, Matt. How you doing? I'm super
0: duper busy. Congratulations. I think that maybe you need an agent to help you out.
1: Or maybe just a personal assistant. How would that be?
0: Uh, I like it. It's got a ring to it and it seems like, you know, easy to do. Uh, what would their duty be to you? Would for example, your personal assistant have a fiduciary duty?
1: Uh, no, but they would if they were my agent. See what I did there?
0: Something complicated. (laughs) So agency relationships, uh, one of the most important and probably least understood concepts in real estate. Um, obviously, agency relationships, not specific to real estate. It's a legal concept. And there's all sorts of situations in which people uh, engage as agents for other people. But still, I've talked around the word fiduciary. So perhaps we can start with uh, talking about what an agent does. uh, And then maybe we can talk about a couple different kinds. I love it. All right. So Fiduciary duties include, among other duties, loyalty, confidentiality, and the exercise of utmost care, and in certain situations, reasonable care. It entails the full and complete disclosure of all material facts, the obligation to account to the principal, the obligation to act fairly and honestly and without fraud or deceit, and the duty to explain and counsel about that which has been disclosed or should have been disclosed.
1: That's not rather- I'm sorry that sounds but right really-
0: there's more thereby allowing the principal to make an informed and considered decision to buy sell lease exchange barter or let that miss Jackson is what an agent does
1: sounds awfully official doesn't it <laughs> um, that's what an
0: agent does uh, who do they do it for
1: so going from the general that you just spoke of to the specifics um, and to uh, real estate, In California, we have three kinds of agency, and this does differ by state. So um, if you're listening from Arkansas, your mileage may vary.
0: And hello to our listeners in Arkansas who are not my mother-in-law. As long as we're tossing in disclaimers, we are not offering legal advice here. We are not attorneys. This is general information as we understand it, as we uh, encounter it. Uh, as real estate uh, brokers here in San Francisco, if you are trying to get free legal advice free legal advice for your situation from our podcast, Britton, that is what I would call a very bad idea.
1: Because we're not lawyers and we don't play them on TV.
0: You would be a totally awesome television attorney. Why, thank you. You're welcome.
1: My hair must look really good today. Phenomenal. Oh, thanks. Okay, back to the topic at hand. Uh, types of agency in California. number one, buyer agency. number two, seller agency and number three dual agency. So buyer and seller agency are pretty self-explanatory. If you're the agent for the buyer, you have a fiduciary duty to the buyer. If you are the if you're an agent of the seller, you have a fiduciary duty to the seller. Um, but with dual agency, you have uh, fiduciary duty to both. Correct. And I
0: think where people get confused oftentimes is what entity, now there's a super unconfusing word, sorry. Um, who does the agency run with it? Is it the person that I'm chatting with on the phone or texting with all the time about the purchase or sale of my property? Or is it the company? That I have engaged, that this person is an individual contractor
1: for? So that's a really good question. And that's what confuses a lot of people because it runs with the brokerage, not the agent or the broker operating under the brokerage. So our clients who are closing tomorrow on the purchase of their lovely new home in Eureka Valley, I was their buyer's agent for the transaction, but their agency relationship was with Jackson Fuller real estate with our brokerage.
0: Correct. And they think of you as their real estate agent. Right. So, but let's say that that listing, um, I had the listing, uh, I was representing the seller, And I was out of town because I could never bother to be around here. So you were hosting the open house, met these lovely individuals. They said, hey, Britton, uh, we'd like to purchase this property. Will you write the offer for us? What kind of agency is that?
1: So that is dual agency as well. And it would be dual agency even if you weren't constantly out of town and leaving me to handle everything. <laughs> um, because even if if you sign the listing agreement and it says Matt Fuller broker for...
0: Listing agent extraordinaire. Listing
1: agent extraordinaire, sorry. Um, you, you've signed up the listing agreement on behalf of our brokerage, Jackson Fuller Real Estate. But if you represent the seller and I represent the buyer, we're both operating under our same brokerage, so it would still be dual agency.
0: Right. So at the brokerage, it is considered dual agency, but often what people think is if it's just the individual and just the individual representing both sides of a transaction is a very specific type of dual agency, but it is not the only type. Right. So because when you say dual agent, they generally think, oh, Britain's chatting with the seller, Britain's chatting with the buyer, therefore she's an agent for both. But that's not actually, you know, agency relationships aren't determined necessarily by who you chat with. Uh, It's who you're legally obligated to represent and, you know, who has engaged you to do that on their behalf. So not the individual with the brokerage. Correct. All right. So in agency relationships in uh, California, there are three steps to the agency relationship. There's the disclosure about agency relationship, there's the election of agency, and there is the confirmation of agency relationship. Um, And this can be a little bit confusing. Um, But the very first step is the disclosure step. And Um, In that situation, what we'll do is uh, as your agent, you know, we'll give you a form and it says it's actually just a copy of the California Civil Code that spells out buyer's agent, seller's agent, dual agency, what's legal and illegal um, that's different in dual agency than in the other situations. So that is disclosure. Correct. Um, election is this thing that just happens. Uh, it's what you do, right? If I sit down as a buyer and meet with you um, and I decide to work with you, I have elected you as my agent. Right. And it can be formal. I could you know, sign a document where we codify that with rights and responsibilities, or it could be informal where we shake hands and say, let's do this until you decide I'm not the right agent for you. And then, you know, all I ask is that you give me the heads up and we can part our ways. Yep. Um, So that's election. And then confirmation shows up in the purchase contract. And well, at least in our purchase contract is where we confirm it. And that's where you once again say company X and company Z represent the buyer exclusively, the seller exclusively or dual agency. And where is the one where people love to mess this up?
1: The dual agency.
0: Is right. The Well, in addition to that, it's Coldwell Banker Office A.
1: Oh, right. The franchises.
0: Or, you know, multiple office locations for any company. Right. So if I work for Anonymous Real Estate Company A, and, you know, we have a location in the marina, and we're so wildly successful that I open Anonymous Real Estate Company A location two in... No just,
1: alley.
0: I was going to go to Stonestown Mall because it seems like space is cheap there these days. <laughs> um, and one of those people signs a listing with the seller, uh, someone from the other office who doesn't even know this other person, doesn't even know where this other office is onward, just, you know, might as well be uh, another agent from the planet Mars in, as far as they're concerned. Um, but they're both with, you know, this the same anonymous real estate company is that dual agency. Yes, crazy. Yep. So right now, the way it is in the purchase contract is you confirm agency by saying name of brokerage, name of brokerage, buyer, seller agency, buyer, seller, dual. right. What happens in the next revision of the contract coming up in 2019 is that in addition to putting the names of the brokerages, you'll have to put the names of the agents. And I believe you also have to put the license numbers of the agents, but not the, the brokerages. So instead of two bits, it now becomes six pieces, oh. um, to make it much more clear brokerage salespersons. Um, is it, or is it not agent agency? Well, there so you there you have it. Um, so that is the confirmation of agency. What about implied agency? What's that?
1: So implied agency is, um, let's call it a slippery slope. Say someone, um, a potential buyer walks into an open house they start talking with uh, the agent holding the open house who may or may not be the listing agent. And let's just say it's a listing agent. And the listing agent starts saying, well, if you write an offer um, with such and such terms, it would be really attractive to the seller. Suddenly you're giving advice to that person and you are acting as their agent because you are advising them on how to conduct a real estate transaction. So the lines can get blurred on this really quickly without even intending to. And um, about a year ago, I did a transaction where the buyer's agent kept sending emails with her clients included in it. She CC'd her clients and all these communications with me. And I kept telling her, You got to cut that out because I did not want to be seen as creating an implied agency with her clients, giving information about the transaction. So every time I would reply, I, it felt a little rude, but I would take the buyer's email addresses off of it just so I did not inadvertently create an implied agency position. So
0: yeah, I mean, it's often confusing enough to everyone about who is representing who, even when um, you're only speaking to and on behalf of the parties that have engaged you you know, some people can think of it as being super friendly, helpful is a slippery slope.
1: It can be. Nobody, Nobody likes
0: a slippery slope. Nobody
1: likes slippery slopes.
0: Um, so as we've been chatting about this, kind of like what strikes me about agency relationships is, you know, when people are out house shopping, often they're like, oh, I've got access to listings. I'm going to go get myself a house and then they find it, you know, it's it's not hard to do. Right. I, I, you know, like we've never been proclaimers that our value is search. Like we can be tenacious. (laughs) I think there's value in that. Um, so they find it. And then what exactly do you just go to the listing agent and you're like, Hey, write this offer for me. So have you thought through like agency dual agency? And if that listing agent is now your buyer's agent, uh, and they've recommended inspections or any of these other things, you know, this is this is that a totally different slippery slope that makes people wonder if they're getting the very best advice. Um, which is why uh, we have always counseled: put your team together first. Even if you still want to search for the house, and you don't like want to talk to your realtor about what you like or don't like, and you just want listings, put your team together first.
1: Yeah, because the point of that is that. So this, the listing agent and the seller sit down, they talk about price, they talk about strategy, they talk about um, potential offers, they talk about what they might do, you know, oh, would we issue a counteroffer, a multiple counteroffer? Or at Are, least
0: they should talk about right. these things. Are they
1: in a fire sales situation? Um, so the listing agent and the seller have um, conceivably at least had some very specific conversations about strategy for the property. And so if a potential buyer goes straight to the listing agent thinking that they're going to get a better deal, that listing agent cannot perform his or her duties to both parties.
0: Well, that's always been the argument, right? Is that if your idea of negotiation is that for me to win, you must lose, then dual agency will never ever satisfy you. Right. Um, what a dual agent can do, what we offer in that situation is a meeting of the minds,
1: Right. And we have, was and I don't think that's
0: wrong. Right. No, no. Some people are like, Hey, like that all makes sense to me. My mind is met. Let's do this.
1: Yeah. And, and that's,
0: that's great. Other times. No. And that's cool too.
1: I've, we've done it before when we've had people say, I see the value in this property and we've never done it in a competitive bidding situation because that's not fair. We have,
0: right. That, you know, that's a, that's been a common wink, wink tactic in really hot markets is to be at the open house and be like, Hey, wink, wink, work with me and I'll, I'll I'll make sure you get this.
1: Right. And as just a little aside, I wrote an offer for a client several years ago and he did not get it. And then it closed for $60,000 less than our offer. And the listing agent had represented the buyer as well.
0: I know the address and I'm not saying. Um,
1: so it it can work. Um, if, but you know, if, if you, if you've sat there and said to the seller, okay, this property is worth um, a million one. And then suddenly you're representing a buyer and you're trying to convince the seller that, okay, it's worth a million. It's like, who did, did your alliance?
0: Were you using fake news then or are you using fake news now? Right. In the old days, I think we called them lies.
1: <laughs> now they're alternative facts,
0: right? Oh, uh, so, Sean Spicer. Hug that podium.
1: That was Kellyanne Conway. Alternative facts.
0: Oh, uh, but which one hugged the podium while proclaiming that it was the largest inaugural crowd ever? Sean Spicer. Ah, uh, Sean. Let's not go there. Let's not go there. So speaking of a uh, blast from the past you know, when I bought my first house, uh, it was a very long time ago and I did not go. And it was probably so long ago that you just couldn't, you know, like go perusing houses efficiently on your own. I mean, I guess you could do like the whole classified thing, but I was moving from, uh, Texas to Virginia, uh, and from one part of Virginia to another part of Virginia. So I didn't even know what like the local newspaper would have been. So, I asked around until someone found me an agent and every Friday, like my agent would send me like this pile of listings in the fax machine, right. With one picture up in the corner that was like all ink blotted. Yeah. Um, And, you know, but we got to know each other kind of through that process. So that when it was, you know, time to write the offer, I felt comfortable with them. I trusted them, um, you know, and, and had a sense of, of that, um, which is different than how it can often go these days.
1: Yeah. And I, um, when I bought my first house, it was in Texas in Austin and, uh, my agent faxed me my listings on Fridays on thermal fax paper. So I got you beat young man. (laughs) Ah,
0: thermal paper. Yeah. You know, there's going to be like a, like I don't know if it's going to be episode number 176 or like episode 427 but we're going to be doing an episode where we're like praising the virtues of a fax machine again cuz everything yeah. old is new again at some point.
1: And the fax machines are never going to be the right same. <laughs>
0: All right. So in summary, um, there are how many types of agency in California and real estate agency, Ms. Britton Jackson?
1: We have three types of agency, Mr. Matt Fuller. We have buyer agency, seller agency, and dual agency.
0: And does agency run with the individual or with the legal corporation that is the legal entity representing the transaction? That
1: would be called the brokerage. And yes, it runs at the brokerage level.
0: What if the brokerage has more than one physical office? Same thing. They're dual agents. Yeah. Harsh. It's just the way it is. It's
1: just the way it is. Just
0: the way it is. All right. So that is agency, real estate agency in California. Uh, Thanks for listening. Hope you found it enjoyable or at least informative. It is is agency. Uh, Leave us a a wonderful five-star review on your favorite platform and tell all of your podcast loving friends about us.
1: See you next time.
0: They won't see us.
1: Hear you next time.
0: They never see us.
1: Uh, talk to you next time.
0: Your hair looks great. Thank you. Oscar Out Loud is a weekly podcast about San Francisco real estate from the Jackson Fuller team, San Francisco realtors since 2002. Show notes with links are at jacksonfuller.com. Wow.